October 28, 2018, it's a lot from Pedro Show. <laughs>
show happy sunday brother matt had to endure loss of the dodgers last night to the bow Sox, and uh he's just getting back from his journey so i know only once this uh past summer brother matt very busy since his retirement but uh, i'm not completely alone i'm here in my pedro pad but uh, thanks to the engineers in estonia for coming up with the skype software i got Jared Brabson with me from uh, Port Townsend, Washington. Yes, we're, we're that's like a little bit uh, northwest of Seattle. Sure, sure. I'm, I'm sorry about that. Yeah, lots of beautiful oh, islands no and uh, stuff like that. I I, I want to check out more. Where where have I been around there? Uh, there's a submarine base, right? I'm, I'm dry, it's not as far north as Bellingham, but uh, no, it's more west than Bellingham. Yeah, out on the uh, Olympic Peninsula. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I can't, I can't think of the name, but anyway, a very pretty place up there, and a, a little bit of rain. <laughs> but uh, that's why it's so. Bit, yeah. But that's why it's so green. Uh, Jared, right. uh, well, yeah, I should say what we uh, played. Um, John Coltrane impressions live in Philly, nineteen sixty-one, and then uh, Solvents with Memory Shreds, and uh, Solvents is your band. I, I think I met you. And your wife, uh, we were opening for X at the show box. Yep. Music box. Totally. Yeah, and I think they're gonna, they're trying to close that place or save it? Yeah, uh, they're closing it and saving it, I guess, at the same time. It's kind of a it's kind of a bummer, but um it it's you know, it's people wanna turn it into condos apparently. Yeah, obviously. Yeah. 
That happened to the even in West Hollywood with the House of Boosh thing. They tore it down for, sure. yeah, condos. But there's a bunch of people coming together to try and save it. So, um, and it seems like that you know the efforts going pretty well as far as I can tell. So hopefully it'll um, it'll work out. Well, what's your earliest music memory? Mine, um, I guess my you know my first memory is musical, and it is um, I'm watching TV with my mom. And suddenly, Kiss came on, and um, my mom quickly got up in disgust and turned the channel. You're talking and, about the rock um, band Kiss, New York City. Yes, the rock band Kiss. Yeah, um, and just kind of seeing her react to that in that way, and being really fascinated with what I was seeing and hearing for that brief you know, a couple seconds that I got to check it out. Um, that was that was the beginning of it, I guess, yeah. I saw Kiss uh, maybe four or five times <laughs> before they had an album uh-huh. out. Yeah, they opened up for everybody down here in the uh, yeah. early, mid-70s. And, and I remember when the album did, finally did come out, and it, it was so slow, the tempo, you know. Compared to them live, yeah. well, I knew all I knew about them was live. There was a we taped something off the radio. There was a broadcast of one of their things, but I mean they would play with everybody: Wishbone Ash, yeah, Savoy Brown. I mean, uh, yeah, interesting. I saw the five man uh, version of the James Gang with them. So okay, oh, yeah. was there anybody in your house? Did you guys have instruments? Was there, was there players or? Listeners? No, no, um, my, no, not at all. My parents are both artists, though. My mom's a painter, and my dad is a wood carver, and they're just kind of crafty people. But we had a, they had a pretty, you know, pretty decent record collection. So I was, I was blessed to have that. And uh, yeah, but they didn't play. They didn't have like a piano or a guitar sitting around or stuff like that. No, and that's all I wanted. You know, I, I really just well, what, wanted to. What about the school? Um, you know, I've gravitated more towards choir. Okay, but that's still music. So you, you yeah, did, yeah. You did have you did you have know, music honestly, in school. Okay, that's great. And so you did choir. Yeah. Did you do the marching band thing or jazz band? No, I, you know my my parents were we were you know pretty pretty broke growing up so i mean i think i had i kind of had to do choir just because we couldn't afford instruments really okay well some yeah. schools actually have instruments and you get to borrow them <laughs> some don't yeah i think i think at our school like we had to rent them or something i wouldn't I doubt know. it i wouldn't doubt it i've done some benefits for this castellar grade school in chinatown because yeah, Martin Wong puts these things together because there's no money for the kids to do music. So, I know, it's really sad. It's one reason why Flea started his uh, conservatory uh, music in Silver Lake. was He went back to Fairfax High where he learned trumpet, you know, and they had no more music program. So that's why I asked stuff about that. Okay, so, uh, mm-hmm. I mean, you, you eventually get on the guitar. So how'd that happen? Um... I I guess I well you know Nirvana Nirvana Nevermind came out and I I think I was 
probably about 15 when that happened. So I basically just, you know, pestered and pestered and pestered. And finally, my mom, you know, took me to a music store and got me a, you know, PV Predator uh, guitar and a little, little like 20 watt Fender. And that was, that was it. Was one of these things, if I get you this guitar, you're going to have to take lessons? Um, no, not really. She just, I think she just wanted me to kind of stop bugging her, you know? Okay, so you didn't have lessons, like autodidact? No, I didn't. I just sort of started, um, you know, trying to figure it out myself. And then, I, you know, I had good friends who were older who were in bands and stuff, and they would, you know, share their riffs with me and sort of, pushed me in the right direction. Well, I've, uh, I should have asked you, uh, what was the first record you bought yourself? The first record that I bought myself? Um, echo in here. Huey Lewis in the News. Yeah. Um, sports. I think it was, I think I was in second grade. Kind of wave. What about the first gig you went to? The first gig I went to was um, Ringo Starr and his all-star band. Oh, yeah, I'm a, yeah, I'm a big Beatles fan, and my uncle is a—he's a touring uh, light director. He's toured with a bunch of different people, and that's how we actually got into that show. He was touring with Ringo, and he got us tickets. Oh man, well, big thanks to your uncle. I want to play. Oh, yeah, uh, it was awesome. I want to play Deep Creek. <laughs>
drunk on power, dirty thieves, tiny cowards. You would not act like this in front of your kids. No! You would not act like this in front of your kids. No! You say that you don't like my attitude. It's true.
telephone ring. for Pedro show uh, that was Deep Creek Solvents Amy Apps Guide to Stress Free Living uh, Bad Apples from Pussy Riot with David Sytek Bullets or Balloons they're from your state uh, I think in the east though Sp- Spokanistan yeah. huh. Dog Cookie Sandwich Bullets or Balloons M.B. Jones I'm your chameleon and finally, Maya and the Revolutionary Hell Yeah with Time is a Valuable Thing. So, in school, at the, in the music class choir, you probably did things like the Christmas stuff and Easter or whatever, graduation, things like that. But what about, uh, like you were saying with your friends, you know, the garage, bedroom, the basement band kind of thing? Yeah, we just uh, we started trying to. Uh, I, I well, I immediately wanted to be a. What's right, that? You were saying you wanted to be. Oh, I wanted to be a songwriter right okay. off the bat. So um, all why, the why is that? that why is that? Form and stuff, I sort of took that role. Why is that? Because um, I just I liked poetry, I guess. Um, I had an eighth grade teacher who told me I was, you know, a good poet, and I just sort of ran with that. And uh, once the music came in there, it seemed pretty, um, like, you know, I wanted to put songs together and figure out how to do it. Okay. And you had some buddies. What was, what was the first band you had? The first band I had was um, the first real band I had. Let's see. We were called The Earls. Okay. And we were kind of trying to do a Ramones thing. And uh, what, these are guys that uh, you went to school with? Yeah, totally. Okay. And uh, did you play any gigs? Um, we did. We did a, a few. A few gigs. Yeah, for sure. They're they're pretty. Uh, what was the first pretty, one? Like? Pretty much not not very good. First one. What was the What's first that? one? What was the first the one? The first like? one? Yeah, you, we can't talk at the same time. Okay. Yeah. That's what's happening. If you if you talk, the Skype ca- cancels out. So, mm-hmm. yeah, what was the first gig like? Uh, super frightening and super exciting. Um, and just kind of a, a mess and and really fun. And, and it definitely was like, a, you know, uh, I want to do this again and again and again. What, what what was was the situation? Was it a kegger, or birthday party, or talent show, or what? Um, it was at this place here called the Palindrome. That's like this sort of big barn sort of thing that um, the Flying Karamasov brothers used to like practice in, um, juggling and whatnot. And they own the spot, and you could rent that place for next to nothing. And so we would just put on punk shows in there. 
Oh, what happened? Um, yeah, real fun. So you actually put on your first gig. Yeah, we put on our first shows for sure. I mean, we were we were like pretty pretty motivated, I guess, you know. Yeah, yeah. And then just the way things went, you could do that more and more. I I've noticed uh people a little more younger than me. Yeah, they uh motivated get things happening. Also, there's resources. It was such a mystery when I was a teenager and shit. I had no idea. I didn't even know about clubs till the movement. Yeah. Yeah, it was just terrible. All I knew was arena rock. So right, I'm, uh, yeah. okay. Uh, how long the Earls did the Earls record? No. Okay. So that played itself yeah. out. And then what? How, what was next for you with music that way? Uh, I was just always trying to play. You know, like I just wanted to. That's all I wanted to do. So I just kept either jumping into other people's stuff or putting my own stuff together and. Did you and get just the, learning how to do it. Yeah, like get the four-track thing and start uh, sound-on-sound sound stuff? Yep, I got a Tascam and, and you know, some some uh, cheap Radio Shack mics and, and started figuring out how to multi-track and stuff like that. Yeah, yeah. And so uh, how, how does the solvents eventually happen? Um, well, it, it did sort of start out with me in a four track and then eventually, um, Emily and I connected musically and decided that we should, you know, be partners and, and start a band. Yeah. People, uh, with Jared there is, uh, Emily, she, I think she's making a little bit of noise, but she, she ain't speaking yet, but she will. So, uh, uh, this, this name. Solvent. Solvents, yeah. yeah. Well, how'd it come I about? I don't know. I, um, I just saw it on a sign, and I thought, oh, that's cool. It's kind of, I don't know, kind of remind me of pavement, you know what I mean? And I was sort of a big pavement fan at the time. Okay. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Honestly. No, no, um, you know, it's, it's crazy. It sounds there. kind of, what's that? It's crazy how names come up uh, around anyway, so it don't matter. I think actually yeah, Ramones yeah. was a name that Paul McCartney used when he checked into hotels. Right? Oh, yeah? Paul Ramone, yeah, or something like that. Paul, Paul Ramone, yeah. Mm -hmm. And I think that's where they got their name from, Paul McCartney's fake name. I mean, names come from all over things. I was just curious about solvents. So solvents yeah. uh, actually... It was kind of man alone, and then you bring Emily in, and you become the solvents. Yeah, essentially, that's kind of how it worked. I, I had she's a, a violin player. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. Uh, violinist. Okay, so, and uh, at first, what you guys do? You, of course, came up with tunes and stuff, probably on the task game. Yeah, yeah. Well, by that time, I'd gotten a, a like a twelve-track standalone hard disk recorder. Oh, okay. And that's sort of what um, we started working with, and, and actually, we still work with it. It's we still have the same same one from like fifteen years ago. Wow. Well, what yeah. was the first Solvents gig like? Um, what do you think? Can you think of it? The first time. Oh. Well, we we kind of tried to start a, at first. We thought we were going to be a, a country band, sort of. I was really into, like, Uncle Tupelo and stuff at the time. And we were trying to be sort of country, and it, I just couldn't. I couldn't hack it. I couldn't write 
those songs, you know? So we decided to, to not do that and just to, to be our own, try to just not worry about being anything. You, know? <laughs> you mean genre wise. Yeah. I mean, at the end of the day, my understanding is music is music. <laughs> you know, I mean, it's yeah. rhythm, it's notes, it's lyrics, it's all kinds of stuff, but it don't really have to be about labels. <laughs> I think it was right. the marketing it, guys. I mean, that's one of the points of my show here is to show people there's millions of ways to do this. Probably for every person doing yeah. it, there's a different way. Yeah. Every, so, every single person does it different. And it, that's what that's what it really you know keeps me interested and still you know so fascinated with it. So you're telling me the first gig... Was trying to be like a country band. Yeah, we played like this. It was like a a street fair, uh-huh. and we I I wrote some. I tried to write these country songs, and then we we were really into Graham Parsons too. So we did a bunch of Graham Parsons covers and uh, Flying Burrito Brothers and stuff like that. And uh, and that stuff was cool. But the you know, like I said, the original country tunes that I was trying to come up with were just not. I just couldn't hack it. I couldn't. I couldn't do it. So we decided to. Yeah, but the gig was cool. I mean, we we had a good time. And, and was it just a two piece? It. Was it just a duet, or did you have other people with you? It, it was just the two of us. Okay. And uh, and with what this this is like fifteen years ago, right? Yeah. <laughs> believe okay. it or not, yeah. No, I believe. I believe it. Uh, <laughs> uh, what? So what? Uh, you you decided I'm just going to write songs. I'm not going to worry about. Yeah, the, well, yeah. That's that was it. I just was gonna. I just wanted to write tunes and and write just write good songs, you know, and not really worry about it what they are. Just sort of let them let them happen, you know. And what about this latest album? Because it's kind of varied. Yeah, I was really into, I wanted to do something that was like, you know, catchy and poppy, I guess. And I don't know, I've been on a real kind of cheap trick, big star, uh, guided by voices vibe over the last couple of years. And I just wanted it to sort of be like that, you know? Okay. Yeah, because I'm, I'm, when you go into like making an album, do you make the, the, the tunes for the album? Or they come out just as tunes, and then it ends up a collection of... Yeah, I usually just write a bunch of songs and then see how they fit together or if they if they fit together, you know, and uh, and then go from there. Yeah. Uh, you get... Uh, you like to get uh, motivated, right? When it seems like with your songwriting, uh, you like to take a... I don't know, attacked and then and wrestle it to the ground. It's a, very interesting. You put a lot of your uh, own persona in it. I think that's really a, yeah, um, yeah. I mean, I I think Emily and I have you know worked pretty hard to figure out our sound, you know, and it's it's kind of cool because we don't really have a sound either. So we're we're sort of I feel like we're we're pretty free to explore or whatever, you know. Well, you got that uh, acoustic guitar thing going. You got the violin going. That's definitely part of a solid yeah. sound. 
Uh, yeah, totally. And, and I, you know, I, I love it a lot and it's, uh, it's just, it's just fun and we, we just really love doing it. <laughs> yeah, great. Okay. Uh, we're at the end of the first hour, October 28, 2018 dish, what Beetle show, uh, Jared Bramson, my guest from, uh, solvents and Emily to the whole time for hour two. October 28, 2018, it's the second hour of the Watt for Pedro Show. Oh, 
Pedro show. <laughs> Take two on hour two because I fucking forgot to hit record. So uh, I was telling uh, Jared Emily here uh, almost 18 years of doing this show and I still fuck up like that. And which is great because we started the second hour off with total fuck up and I asked him <laughs> to explain this tune and to ask somebody again to explain again the tune. Is fucking nightmare, but I'm gonna ask you to do that, Jared. Would you please? Okay, um, maybe I'll do it better this time too. <laughs> um, total, <clears throat> total fuck up. Um, it's kind of, <clears throat> it's just about when you, you know, it's a little dramatic, I guess. Sometimes you think that you're you're fucking up harder than you really are, maybe, and you write a stupid song about it. <laughs> okay. <laughs> But it's pretty catchy. That's one. Of, it's actually one of my favorite ones. I was going to say, in a way, if you don't uh, pay real close attention to the words, it, it doesn't have kind of a bummer feel. Yeah, totally. you know, it's not really a beat down. Yeah, it's very interesting how you juxtapose that. And we had Mike Rignetta after that with "I'm with You" Part Two. Dustin Wong, "Don't Be Ashamed." Tashiwada and Yoshi Owada and friends doing "Double Body." King Champion Sounds with low-hanging fruit, and finally, everybody said you were my destiny by the solvents, and I'm going to say it again, like there's a fucking echo in here, but that sounds like a true story. <laughs> yes, sir, it certainly is, yeah, I mean, I try to, I try hard to, to you know, keep them all true, but yeah, that one's a, yeah, just a song I wrote for Emily. Right, and, uh, do you think it's important, yeah. really, to be true in a song? 
Um, I think that I think it's a balance. I think that yeah, because it's yes, the truth. Yeah, because it's kind of interesting because sometimes you would think art might be a place where you can transcend a reality that might not be too happening. Right. Yeah, I think that it's. I I like. I love the truth, but I also I love. I guess a good metaphor too. You know. Uh, or I. It, John Coltrane, to to, John Coltrane said he thought all musicians were after some kind of truth. So I, I, I really, think, really think that's yeah. important. But then on the other hand, John Fogarty was born on a very northwest bayou. <laughs> right? Right. Yeah, somewhere around Berkeley yeah. or something. <laughs> yeah. But still a good song. Even though he imagined yeah. all that, you know, running through the backwoods bear and shit. Yeah. And it, it really, it really takes you there, you know. But it's not uh, the point I'm trying to make. Kind of, is it's not true. <laughs> he wasn't born on the money. He wasn't at all. But maybe he was in a past life or something. Yeah, you know? good point. He also like Boynton, right? He he liked Howlin' Wolf a lot. So Howlin' Wolf, yeah, Boynton and Toynin, you know, it's, uh, very interesting about. I get invited to <laughs> yeah, do. There's a museum, music kind of thing. I once I played with Jay Mascus there where you live, and they're going to induct John Fogarty. And I was I got a gig. I got to play in Colorado, so I can't be there. But they wanted me to come up and do a John Fogarty song with him getting inducted, which would have fucking blown my fucking mind. But I can't. I can't no, do it. You can't. You can't make it. You can't do it. Yeah. No, because I've already had this book, gig booked for months and. I know it's kind yeah. of lame. Uh, you know what I'm talking about? I think it was the guy who just passed away, the partner of, uh, God, my memory's so bad, Bill Gates. Yeah. Uh, what was his Paul name? Allen. Uh, Paul Allen. Yeah. And it's yeah, by kind of by where the needle. It's kind of by where the needle is. Yeah, the um, EMP or whatever that's it, music that's it, experience. That's yeah. And there was yeah, a guy who was playing I'm guitar in a band called President of the United States. And Stooges was playing with them. And he, this guy now ends, uh, works there and books events or something. And I got the, an invite, but I can't do it. But uh, John, I've always wondered, you know, John Fogarty, John Coltrane, some big Johns in my life. And, yeah. And one guy, you know, he's kind of loose with the truth. And one guy saying, hey, it's all about the truth. Uh, but uh, John Coltrane did say some kind of truth. Because music is an expression, it's abstract. I, I want to uh, play this song, Tired of Hating You.
supposed to get any studying done when I'm surrounded by all this racket. <clears throat> Say a book in me is a party, add coffee and it's an orgy. Drowsy job, a liquid midnight wraps itself around me. I say a book and me is a party. Sorry if that sounds selfish. I'm drinking in the calm before my next creative crisis. Beer shops a cat for Della. They must really love the echo. And the bird jazz combo tries to run from someone's crapped out stereo. The solo so tuxedo and I ache to stay this painless I'm numb inside the calm before my next financial crisis so I read some beatnik typing to the tune of two cast screwing and the plumbing in my building thuds like Afro-Cuban drumming the carpet heaves with Hendrix and the Guzman's fight next door The Kramer's dogs are barking Upstairs they're moving the furniture again Oh, I I live in a box of noise Then my crazy Catholic neighbor with his firecracker temper Carpet bombs the air shift with a string of lady fingers. Your cat's a slut, he screams at me like his is such a nun. I'm cloistered in the calm before my next romantic crisis. And there's a fire engine screaming like a saxophone coal training. Is there a Chinese menu bonfire in the foyer of our building?
pit heaves with Hendrix And the Guzman's fight next door The Kramer's baby's crying Upstairs they're moving the furniture around again Oh, I, I live in a box And there's a bird outside my only window, and it's chirping out of tune. Getting my cherries 
anyway. Maybe so, maybe so. I'm just living on tiptoe. Feeling like so so. Try not to step on your eggs. Because I know it's gonna rain. It's gonna rain. You say life is a bowl of cherries while trying to hide your bowl of piss. Don't tip my bowl. Don't crush my cherries. One day you'll get your trees and all. Yes, I know. Yes, I know. I'm just living on tiptoe. Feeling like so-so. Trying not to step on your eggs. Because I know it's gonna rain. It's gonna rain. Houses are slipping into the ocean. Jumps and gyms are slipping into the ocean. Shake your vessels, break your pretzels, cause it's gonna rain. Shake your vessels, break your pretzels, it's gonna rain. It's gonna rain. It's gonna rain.
lot from Pedro Show. Uh, tired of hating you from the solvents. I, I don't think that needs probably an explanation. Uh, the healers with Boom Didn't Need You, guided by voices. Uh, you were talking about this band. Hello. Hudson Rake. Uh, Chris Butler out of Cleveland. I think Bob Pollard's Dayton. So Chris Butler out of Cleveland with Box and Noise. Shumsky, Croatia, with uh, Melancholia. Melancholy, probably. Uh, Yoko Ono, brand new record, 85 years old. Go, Yoko. <laughs> it's going to rain. Yeah. And finally, Solvents. Now, this one has, a, this has got hate in the title. Haters, Stars. But yeah. It's, it's trippy. I, uh, you want to talk about the Haters, Stars? Um, there's not, there's really just, I was just kind of having fun with wordplay on that song. There's nothing really, um, too deep about it or anything. I just, I just like, it just came together and, and it sounded kind of cool and poetic, I guess. Uh, what's your take on it? What, what, what haters stars? I don't know. <laughs> it's just, it just, you don't, you know, sometimes you don't have a, a apostrophe there, so it's yeah, plural. It's just, you know, you pick up a guitar and, and shit just comes out of your mouth sometimes, you know? Like the haters are the stars. They're, they're, they're the, the center of the show or some shit. And yeah, yeah. I mean, it don't have to make sense, of course not. You know, you don't have to explain these kind of things. I was just curious. It's uh, Yeah, no, I, I honestly... Like I said, with uh, Tired of Hating You, I don't really have to... That's kind of... I could make a good guess on that, maybe. But Haters Stars... I had I kept reading that over and over and like what you know maybe that's a good thing to do because it makes a uh, yeah yeah you know what I mean you you mm -hmm. don't take it for granted you have to uh, put your mind put your mind on I mean you must write songs that don't ever make it to the recording stage right throw th throw away yes oh yeah lots oh really oh yeah okay. <clears throat> yeah I'm kind of a I'm I'm pretty critical. So, and I, I think I, I feel like I've become a pretty good editor. So yeah, I'll, I'll kick songs to the curb all the time. And then, I mean, completely they're gone. You like erase the shit. Well, no, cause sometimes you can go back and, you know, pull little parts out sure, or, sure. or maybe, <laughs> maybe if you wait a year and you go back and listen and you're like, oh, that's actually, you know, that's actually really great. You know, or, those writers. This melody is really good. Painters that like just destroy works. Like, for oh, yeah. example, yeah. uh, who did I have on last? Dallas Acid, I think. And when you're talking about Franz Kafka, you know, he wanted everything burned. Mm -hmm. And as Max Brode, his buddy, uh, didn't keep his promise. And that's why we can read The Trial and, you know, The Castle and America and that stuff. So, uh, wow. yeah. Some people, very precious. Uh, like, if it ain't right, then I don't want anybody to, to witness it. Other mm -hmm. people, yep. it's uh, totally. like I, I would maybe consider myself. It's like you're kind of growing up in front of people so they can see all the lame songs. Or <laughs> 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 here, have to wade through the lame songs. Oh man, I was I was uh, going back and playing some songs I wrote in the Minutemen days, and 
Some of these songs Minutemen never played. The guys, hey, man, that ain't good enough. <laughs> I can see why. But, it, but, but in another way, looking back, it is kind of like uh, the arc of your, your journey. So maybe, I don't know, it's, it's, a, it's a trippy thing to think about. Because, uh, like you were saying, editor. Editor is almost as important as creator in a way. I think that it's. I think it's good to to be able to critically edit yourself. I guess um, because, for at least for me, I I I um I work pretty hard at that, you know, and really thinking about is this worth is this worth people hearing or not, you know, like the idea of filler. Yeah, you don't want any filler, right? I'll kill it. I no would filler. prefer. I would prefer not to have any, but you know, you know how it goes. <laughs> <laughs> you try your best. You aim for the fence. Yep. <laughs> you swing for the fence. <laughs> yeah, sure. It's, it, it, it is trippy about songwriting. It's almost like throwing dice. The thing is, though, you can go back. Do you do that? Like, oh man, this ain't working out. And I, I leave it alone for a while. Then to come back to it. Oh yeah, totally. Sometimes I do that on purpose. I'll yeah. I'll write like a, a verse and a chorus, and then drop it, you okay. know. And then maybe come back in a couple months with a different perspective and write a bridge, you know. Sure, sure. I know a guy named Franklin. He's writing a book all about the idea of the bridge. Oh yeah. Yeah. <laughs> because if you look, uh, actually, some musics don't have them, like blues. Here we're getting into the genre stuff again. Yeah, there's no third part. Well, a lot of time there's no right. second part. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I think, yeah, yeah. There's what's that song? Uh, the lime and the coconut. Harry Nielsen. I think it's one part. <laughs> and we're at the end of the second hour, October twenty-eight, two thousand eighteen edition. Hot Pedro Show special guest Jared Bramps, Emily Solvents. Hold tight for hour three. October 28, 2018, it's the third hour. Watt for Pedro Show. How many times you've been walking around this place? The one day you woke up and said you wanted to run away. Too many hearts broke, too many not so cool escapes. You're gonna fall to the tunnels below But I want you to know you're okay Somewhere to be And I don't want to stand in this life 
Watch for Pedro Show. Start the third hour off with Ballad of Key City, the solvents. And speaking of cities, people, I remember the sub base up there uh, by where Jared and Emily live. Uh, Bremerton is the name. <laughs> it just, and for some reason, I wanted it to start with an E in it. E, B, yeah, they sound close. Okay. Yep. Anyway, key, what, what is Key City? Uh, Port Townsend was so, supposed to be like a San Francisco, essentially. And um, they decided not to run the railroad out here. Okay. And it, uh, it, it killed the town. But Port Townsend was going to be the key city. Ah, key is like number one, like uh, essential. Yeah, totally, totally. Okay. Uh, David Gerard after that with Langer, Mold Omen, Cruel Gun Story, Julie Slick with Min Min Zemi, great bass player, and Yurt from Dublin with Mog's Brain Tumor Diagnosis. Yeah, they were... Uh, Punk rocker guys have gotten into Prague. <laughs> I, oh wow! I, I, yeah, I love, just the whole trip of music, man, is a beautiful thing. Uh, what, what about touring? Mm-hmm. The Solvents tour? Yeah, we we have toured. It's been a little while, but um, we're we're definitely wanting to get out again pretty soon. And you tour as a two piece? Uh, um, we've done both. We've done full band and two piece. We did. Um, we've done a couple. Uh, self-booked Europe tours, just the two of us. Yeah. And then um, we've done, with a band, like a four-piece rock band version, we've done, you know, the West Coast and around through the kind of Southwest a couple times. And uh, and Emily and I have done, you know, but just the two of us, we've done a lot more than with the full band. Well, probably a lot easier to do, right? Yeah. Ab- absolutely, yeah, yeah. More room in the boat. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, less dudes to deal with. <laughs> Speaking of interesting uh, t- titles, I want to play this song here. It's called "Lips Like a Juggalo." Is this like these, the, the, those rapper guys uh, in Detroit? Yeah, okay. yeah, totally. The the clown guys. Yeah, they wear clown I, you know, makeup. The... <laughs> and what? what yeah. And they like to spray each other with soda, right? What's a fango? <laughs> Some shit. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Just the idea of like right. orange orange soda in your fucking hair, you know? Oh God! Uh, horrible, right? Uh huh. Yeah. yeah. And anyway, but 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 what gave you the uh, yeah the ammunition to write this one? <laughs> so we, we were on tour. This is a while ago, and we were in Salt Lake City. Yeah. And I was at the library, and I I'm going towards the elevator. And the elevator door opened, and these two kids were these two clown kids came walking out. Okay. And it's it scared the shit out of me. Like <laughs> I didn't know what I didn't know what the fuck it was. You know, I was like, what the fuck was that? And and then you know after that I sort of ended up figuring out this like this whole juggalo culture and kind of jumping in on YouTube and just I just was really I became really fascinated with it. And, uh, you know, just, just like kind of, kind of, I guess kind of studied it a bit and, and, and just tripped out on it for a little while. And, and, uh, it, yeah, it's just, it's just such a, such a strange scene. I just couldn't, couldn't you know, resist you know what, having to you know, jump in there and check it out. You know, what's kind of trippy is 
You're on tour, Salt Lake City. Why are you at the library? Because it was it was super hot. It was really hot, and um, library is cool. My friend, yeah. Okay. <laughs> yeah, my friend who lived there at the time was like, "Hey, we can go hang out at the library. They've got AC. I mean, we just had nothing to do, okay. you know. And uh, I I don't think he, I think he was sober at the time, so you know we he, we didn't want to go sit in a bar, so we just ended up going to the library. Okay. I like libraries, but it's just interesting. Yeah. I, I remember uh, yep. my library on tour story. This happened a lot of times with Minutemen. Me and D. Boone get some beef over some factual uh, controversy, you know, who was right. I right. remember. And we would we would find the library because we didn't have the Wikipedia and shit yet, right? So we would right. find the library, <laughs> find the books, and prove, you know, one guy would prove the other motherfucker wrong, you know. Uh-huh. So you guys were on tour looking for libraries. A bunch of times, a bunch of times. Uh, <laughs> I can't tell you, over over ten times we stopped to settle arguments, we would stop at libraries and try to get the factual information. Uh, oh, we, man, you know. that's so great. I mean, yeah, you had you had to do that back then, you know, because I, I, I guess I, we could have just like let it go, but you know, we get into these little beefs. It was King Henry the Fourth. No, it wasn't. It was Henry the Third. He's the one who had to walk barefoot in the snow so he wouldn't be excommunicated. Oh yeah, was that Pope uh, Lion? You know, Leo. Or, yeah. It would be shit like that, like really uh, minutia, minutia, minutia. It'd be insane, but. It helped the drives go by quicker in a way. Let's play uh, Lips Like a Juggalo.
I think the band sued. I think I considered a gang or something. And then they're like, hey, man, we just make music. Yeah, the, I mean, I think the FBI sort of yeah. tried to label them as a gang, and they're they're really just you know a bunch of <clears throat> a bunch of kids, yeah, yeah. you know, dress it up, um, kind of like Halloween every day. Huh? I guess so. Yeah, it's it's weird, you know. I mean, and a lot of the kids, it's sort of like you know, broken home, hard upbringing, finding this uh, this this family that you know that supports them. Yeah, people were talking about. Uh, <laughs> With uh, inspiration for Lips Like a Juggalo. The last mm-hmm. music for this edition. After that was Cap Gun Coup with I Don't Care, Amol and the Sniffers, Westgate. This is some Australia stuff here. Drunk Mums, Piss the Bed. Yeah, I wonder what that one's about. You know, <laughs> Mod Vigil <laughs> with Bad Day. Uh, <laughs> out of Bamberg, David uh, Nusselhoff with his uh, Orion Safari. And then finally, Reckless Reborn. The solvents. I, I like that idea. Reckless but reborn. <laughs> Reckless reborn. Yeah. yeah, yeah. It's like, mm-hmm. yeah, you do like to have fun with words. Uh, so, if people want to find you on the internet, Jared, where do they go? Um, we're kind of, you know, if we're we're on Spotify, we're on YouTube. It's pretty easy. Is there a solvents web? Google. Is there a solvents website? You know, we don't have one right now. But you're going to get one, right? Because everybody needs a website. It's like having your own fancy. We don't all have to meet a fucking fake look shitter and instant ham. That's my funny little little sermon about that stuff. But you you go Mm -hmm. to GoDaddy or something and get a website. Have that too in case all that other shit goes down. But people, look look for them... uh, at the other thing, Solvents, S-O-L-V-E-N-T-S, from uh, Port... Uh, Port Townsend. Yeah, Port Townsend, you probably put that in there, too. Have you found there's another Solvents out there in the world? I haven't. There was these these kids in England who... They, they started a band called The Solvents, and um, I think... I can't remember if they contacted me or I contacted them, and we had a little discussion or whatever. I was like, Hey, just see, so just so you guys know, we've had this name for a while. And, and they, uh, they said, okay, thanks for letting us know. Oh, and they, and they didn't go for it. <laughs> no, I think they stopped. I think they changed their band name. Wow. Okay. Yeah. I was pretty, I was, you know, I was pretty polite about it. Just didn't, you know, uh, yeah. Yeah. Anyway, uh, mm-hmm. people go find them, listen to these records. I, I love their music and it's a good band. And can't wait when you come up. You work on another one. You said, uh, please oh, yeah. f- flow my yeah. way so we can uh, get it out there and let me listen to it and get all lit from it. Jared, Emily, it's been yeah. really an honor uh, to have you aboard. Thank you so much for being on the show. Absolutely, it's a real pleasure. It's good to hear your voice. Okay. Yeah, thanks. And uh, keep on keeping on. Keep that keel in the water. People, it's been the Wife Pedro Show, October 28, 2018 edition. Special guest, Emily Jared of Solvents. Keep your powder dry.